Hi, welcome to another PSD cast from Power Systems Design. I'm your host, Alex Paul, and today I've got Mauro Boldy. He's the vice chairman of the Eco Environmental Product Standards Group of the Environmental Engineering Technical Committee at Etsy. Uh, that's quite a long title, Mauro. Welcome to the show. Welcome to everybody. Yeah. Well, could you first tell us uh, what does that whole chain of titles mean and um, how does it relate to what you're doing in the industry? Yes, thank you. Uh, well, as you say, I am the vice chairman in this environmental product standard group that is a, a committee in, in ETSI. Uh, but actually, I'm working in uh, uh, Telecom Italia, that is also now branded team. Uh, mm -hmm. And in Telecom Italia, I am uh, involved in all the wireless uh, innovation topics. Uh, and of course, uh, energy efficiency, that is uh, uh, the topic uh, um, I follow in this group, uh, is one of the issues I follow. But I am also involved uh, more generally in... Uh, some uh, innovative features uh, for uh, um, uh, radio and uh, mobile radio access in general. Mm -hmm. Well, you know, Marl, when you think about it, that makes all the sense in the world because everyone wants that additional functionality that you are adding, but at the same time, the industry can't handle any more uh, power management issues. In other words, at this point, if the additional functionality comes at increased data bandwidth or increased energy usage that significantly impacts battery life or impacts charging time, the consumer base won't approve of it. Yes, you are pointing to an issue that is really very, very relevant for the telecommunication industry in the future. And not only in the future, I will say, because I am also involved in some activities for uh, the uh, reduction of energy consumption in uh, uh, what we call uh, legacy networks, so in the networks that are already up and running uh, um, here in Italy, but also uh, this is a problem that applies for every uh, mobile operator in the world, I would say. Um, mm -hmm, mm -hmm, mm -hmm. So there are many features uh, that are being studied uh, by the manufacturers and also requested by us as operators uh, to reduce energy consumption already of the network that we are running now. Uh, but the problem is becoming uh, uh, even uh, more complex in the future because, uh, um, you know, for example, one issue of the new networks uh, will be the so-called densification of the nodes. Uh, that means uh, that uh, the number of uh, transmitting points in the future will grow uh, even in an exponential way. And uh, whenever you add the new uh, transmitting points, of course, uh, you will increase uh, your energy bill and uh, you will pay much, much more for, for the energy that you will uh, uh, need for, for the future. And so, mm -hmm. as you correctly point out, uh, there is a big problem for uh, uh, for the energy uh, consumption and consequently for the energy efficiency of these new networks in uh, in the future. Got you, got you. Well, you know, when you when you think about that, it is it, it's and 
of course, engineers are the ones who have to pay the price, right, Moro? Because they're the ones who have the demand on the consumer and on the vendor side. We, we need this functionality. And then on the device side, they're saying, but we have to have this bill of materials and this circuit footprint and this power budget. Yes, yes. It's, uh, um, there are many studies, Alex, uh, in all the uh, environment, I would say. Uh, so it's uh, uh, the NFG issue, uh, an issue not only for the network on one end, but also on the side of the devices. Um, and there are studies that cover the whole uh, chain, uh, like... Uh, the um, uh, so-called uh, life cycle assessment of the whole chain, uh, mm-hmm. or more recently what is called uh, a circular economy, uh, that is an aspect that uh, is also dealt with in the Etsy group uh, in which uh, I'm working. Um, mm-hmm. Of course, uh, from uh, the perspective of an operator, and let, let me talk also with uh, with my role in, in, in Telecom Italia in this case, uh, we are, of course, interested in the complete picture of energy consumption in our environment, but we are mostly interested in the side of the network, um, and in particular, so we are interested in the consumption of the uh, radio base stations, of the uh, complete uh, radio access networks, and so on. Uh, mm-hmm. And more than in the consumption of the of the devices, but if you look at the whole problem um, with a sort of panoramic view, of course you have to consider also the consumption of the devices and uh, and whatever is needed to to make everything work. Let's say. Mm-hmm. Right. Well, now, Moro, when you think about it, uh, we say 5G. What Functional, what exactly does 5G mean for the industry? What, is, what function set? You know, you're saying that you, you also are on the functionality side of the house. So what are the function sets? What is the performance level that they're trying to achieve with the 5G uh, system? Uh, well, it's, well, it's a very uh, wide question in some, uh, in some sense. Uh, um, you, you know that 5G is now a sort of... Uh, hype in the telecommunication uh, arena, everybody mm-hmm. is talking about 5G, and uh, what is really, really funny is that 5G in this moment in time is not yet a reality, because it's uh, uh, being standardized, uh, and it will be standardized in the next month, so we are talking about a system that actually does not exist. Uh, but <laughs> but there are the, some requirements uh, on 5G that have been uh, published uh, recently in many publications. Uh, for example, in uh, uh, there is also an ITU um, uh, recommendation. Uh, there, there are some uh, white papers. Uh, there are many European projects that have talked about uh, 5G. And essentially, the, they uh, set uh, a, a list of requirements on top of this new system, uh, in particular extending a lot uh, the uh, capacity that the new system will have to guarantee to the users, um, up to gigabit per second per user. 
Uh, and this is uh, the so-called extreme mobile broadband uh, uh, aspect of 5G. Then, you know, there is uh, probably uh, the audience is aware of this uh, triangle picture that is uh, uh, the picture describing the three main services of 5G and that is also in the requirement of ITU. And uh, uh, the first vertex of this triangle is this extreme mobile broadband, but then there are other two services that are also very demanding in terms of energy cons consumption and uh, energy efficiency that are mm -hmm. called uh, uh, machine-type communication. So this is the world of the communication among uh, uh, what we can say not human uh, users. Mm -hmm. And then there is a third the vertex uh, that is the ultra-reliable low-latency communication that is also uh, referring uh, um, uh, to topics like uh, self-driving cars, uh, industry automation, uh, uh, virtual reality and so on. Uh, so in some uh, way, 5G is a sort of revolutionary system uh, with respect to the uh, legacy systems uh, that we, uh, everybody know uh, from our uh, experience of customers of, uh, of, of mobile services. And uh, besides being this revolution uh, in terms of services, it will also um, open a lot of questions in terms of consumption because, you know, when you are talking about uh, these new services, you are talking about a lot of new uh, transmission points, a lot of new uh, devices that will be connected in the environment uh, up to the idea of everything connected. But if everything will be connected, everything will consume energy in some way. <laughs> exactly. Everything has to be powered. Yes, yes. And, um, and you know, one other aspect that probably is interesting for the audience uh, is that uh, 5G won't be anymore a system only uh, dealing with uh, uh, telecommunication uh, uh, industries and players, but it will also open the doors to other areas. For example, there is a lot of interest in 5G uh, in the automotive uh, um, industry, uh, but also in the media uh, industry. I mean, uh, uh, for uh, for broadcasting uh, new services and so on. Uh, mm -hmm. So when we will talk about the 5G uh, energy consumption, we will have to talk uh, to the energy consumption of a big portion of the world that will uh, come to reality in the next years. Exactly. Well, and then that, that cascades throughout the entire, literally, society. When you think about it, when you go from things... Uh, the intangible, as it were, the cloud itself, you know, that everyone then depends upon, the devices are all talking through the cloud, but then that infrastructure behind the scenes has got a lot of wires, <laughs> you know, has a lot of the things that have to be uh, tethered and powered, and also uh, with fiber optics for interstation communications, I mean, there's a lot of wired infrastructure behind that wireless promise that's given to the public. Yeah, that's for sure, because, of course, uh, all these uh, capacity uh, to the users won't come for free. So in, in, in some way, you have to, um, uh, to care.
carry uh, the information uh, in many places uh, and uh, in many new scenarios and um, and this very large bandwidth that will be given to the users uh, uh, should come uh, in some way so and, uh, mm-hmm. and wireless uh, uh, is uh, one part of the of the scenario but uh, of course uh, you will need uh, to have a lot of uh, capacity that will be transferred through uh, fiber optics, uh, for example, uh, with new uh, new applications and new services also on, on top of on top of it. Of course, five G is mostly a system coming from the mobile uh, world and environment, um, and also in in its, in its name because it's uh, five in the sense that will come after uh, the previous generations of mobile uh, services and mobile systems. Um, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. But uh, but uh, the, the integration between the, the what we call the fixed uh, and uh, and wireless world uh, is uh, absolutely an issue for 5G much much more than in previous systems. Got it, got it. Now, um, what's the roadmap look like, and uh, what's left to be done to get there? Well, the roadmap uh, is uh, uh, quite an issue for 5G uh, because uh, there is a lot of pressure in uh, in the industry to have 5G as soon as possible. Um, in particular, 5G is closely related uh, in its uh, uh, future de- development. Uh, it's quite related to some very important events uh, uh, that could drive the uh, um, uh, deployment of 5G. Uh, in particular, mm-hmm. these are the uh, Olympic Games uh, in uh, in Korea in 2018, um, and uh, the Olympic Games in Tokyo in Japan in 2020. And also from the European perspective, we are pushing a lot for having uh, um, 5G services in place uh, for the European uh, uh, Championship, the football championship uh, in 2020. Uh, that will be a very important event because it will be spread all over Europe for the first time. And so this could be the opportunity of Europe to showcase uh, the, the, the first services of, uh, of 5G. Let's say from a more technical point of view, 5G will probably come in uh, different uh, uh, phases, in different ways in the, in the future. So probably the first release of 5G will be essentially uh, dedicated to the mobile broadband uh, part, uh, while the other two services I talked about earlier will come a little bit later. Um, mm-hmm. In general, we say that uh, 5G will come around 2020, um, and then depending on the regions in the world, this could be a little bit anticipated or a little bit delayed. Got it, got it, got it. Now, um, Moro, what do you see as um, the biggest challenge to getting this all put together properly? Uh, 
Yeah, it's a very difficult question. So there are actually many challenges. There are some technical challenges, of course, because the system, uh, as I said before, uh, is still to be um, standardized. And, you know, the standardization mm-hmm. of a new system is always an issue because there are some uh, uh, political uh, right. legacy uh, issues, uh, a lot of issues. topics, uh, yeah, to be taken into consideration. So the first issue is, of course, the standardization, um, because it's not even uh, uh, possible to think a system that won't be standardized at all, of, uh, obviously. And then once the system will be standardized, there will be, of course, an issue also from an uh, um, economical point of view, because you know that uh, in the uh, telecommunication uh, environment, uh, the introduction of a new system uh, is always related uh, to a lot of uh, investment that should be done. And uh, and so operators and uh, and all the players in 5G will be requested to uh, to invest once again after uh, what they already did for the previous systems. And additionally, for 5G, probably one of the biggest issues is the inclusion of these so-called verticals players that are automotive broadcasting industries, industrial mm-hmm. players, and so on, into the world of telecommunication. So I would say that one very important challenge is to make all these, all these players work together. Yes, I agree. I, that's, that's, well, unfortunately, sometimes the very strength of the industry in having multiple voices, uh, that's when the difficulty comes when you're trying to put standards in. Um, unfortunately, some people also have vested interests, you know, either on the legacy side to try to grandfather certain um, functionalities or on the other side to try to tie in some of their uh, proprietary technologies to try to capture and keep some of their licensing and or customer base or whatever. I could imagine it's quite a complicated issue. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. It's very complicated and it's a challenge that probably was not faced in the previous systems because, you know, the previous systems from telecommunications were simply uh, even if they were very very complex in their turn, but they were simply systems uh, uh, able to um, transmit a lot of data or previously voice to the customers. And that was essentially the role of the previous telecommunication systems. And instead mm-hmm. in 5G, the, the, there is this revolutionary approach of being open to other uh, environment. Uh, and, uh, and this, of course... Uh, uh, brings uh, to the discussion a lot of uh, um, a lot of legacy uh, I, um, systems and ideas and the standards that in the different worlds were running already, um, and also different uh, um, different uh, marketing or uh, or economic issues that the different mm-hmm. worlds can have with respect to the communication one. <laughs> Got it, got it. Well, so um, what then, then instead, of let's, instead of looking far downstream, then let's just look at the next steps. What's the next step for the industry? 
Well, actually, at the moment, uh, the, the, the next steps in 5G are essentially related to um, the standardization of the system. So, mm -hmm. uh, in particular, from a research perspective, uh, this is the issue for the next month. Uh, in parallel, there are uh, still some uh, activities uh, that are in uh, a more future-looking approach and so related, for example, to research projects. Uh, I am also involved in some European projects, uh, and um, like, for example, METIS and, and METIS2. And these projects are very important because in some way they started uh, the definition of the system some years ago, and now they mm -hmm. are really very supportive of the standardization activity, uh, and they will also support the first trials that will uh, uh, will come in the next month. Um, there is also, from a European perspective, that is the one that I know better, uh, there is this uh, 5G action plan that was uh, uh, published uh, um, end of last year, and that uh, is uh, um, a very important milestone for Europe uh, in, the, in the race towards 5G. Mm -hmm. and, uh, for example, this 5G action plan requires um, that every uh, country in Europe will make uh, one or more trials uh, in the next month. And so every country is now organizing, uh, also from a political perspective and with support of the government, these trials. Um, and these trials will be very important because, you know, uh, first of all, you need to, uh, to make some uh, evaluation of the possible performance of the new system, and then you will go mm -hmm. for the real deployment. Got it. Well, you know... Um we need to continue to talk about this. This is a, such a deep subject, but unfortunately, this is a podcast and we don't have all day, so we're going to have to bring you back. Can you promise that I, I can get to talk to you some more about this later on? Yeah, yeah, okay. Excellent. But un unfortunately for now, I have to let you go. Before I let you go, I always let my guests have the last word on my show. So it could be a little bit more about uh, 5G, something about uh, Etsy, or just a tip for our audience, but the floor is yours. Uh, well, I uh, can just, uh, let's say, a little bit advertise what we are doing in, uh, in Etsy related uh, to the topics we, we talked about. Uh, so uh, as you may imagine, uh, in these uh, a group uh, we will talk uh, mostly about some uh, aspects related to energy consumption and energy efficiency uh, for 5G. Um, in the group, actually, there are also uh, other activities that are, uh, as I mentioned briefly before, about, for example, uh, circular economy for the new systems uh, and mm -hmm. more specifically on some topics related uh, to the um, energy of uh, uh, telecommunication systems and, uh, and equipment. Um, we prepared uh, uh, in the last years some uh, specifications that were also very useful for uh, for our uh, telecommunication uh, um, landscape related to the um, metrics and methods 
of measurement uh, uh, of energy consumption and energy efficiency of radio base stations and uh, mobile radio access networks. And this is uh, quite important because it's reflected in some way also in other environments like 3GBP that is uh, uh, often in liaison with our group. Mm-hmm. And also with the ITUT, uh, there is the study group 5 in ITUT that is also working on energy efficiency. Uh, and some of the uh, officials in ETSI are also working uh, in, in, uh, in the ITUT group uh, with the benefits of working uh, in a, a group that is not only European but uh, that is uh, worldwide uh, acknowledged. Um, and then instead from uh, the perspective of my uh, in, uh, work in, in, in Telecom Italia, as I said, I'm working in uh, European projects and we will be working also in future European work, uh, activities related to the trials of 5G. Mm-hmm. So um, are, is, are there websites or places where people can go to get some more information? Absolutely. Well, there is, this, uh, there is the Etsy uh, portal uh, that is uh, the place where uh, all the specifications can be downloaded. Uh, it's uh, Etsy.org. There is the ITUT uh, uh, portal uh, as well uh, that is easily uh, uh, reached uh, also Googling uh, uh, ITUT, uh, G5, and, and for the European projects, I would suggest also the 5G uh, public-private partnership uh, uh, internet site, that is uh, 5GPVP.org, uh, that is quite uh, important because it's the place where most of the European projects on 5G are uh, are collected together. Excellent. And I'll make sure that uh, we put those links in as hyperlinks in the uh, description of the podcast on the page. So that way uh, it'll be easy for people to click through and take a look. Absolutely. Excellent. Hey, Mauro, thank you so much for taking the time to be on our show. Uh, you know, I know you're a busy guy, and I'm glad you had the time to come and uh, chat about 5G because a lot of us are really curious about where it's all going. Thank you uh, for inviting me, and I hope that uh, this chat uh, uh, was interesting for our audience. Well, it was definitely interesting for me, Mauro. Thank you very much. And I'd like to thank everybody out there in the audience for taking the time to be with us. We wouldn't be here without you. Tell your friends. This is Alex Paul for Power Systems Design. Have a great day.